taking the first steps toward building a more sustainable flight operation. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news and information. We've seen a lot of progress over the past few years toward making business aviation more sustainable and efficient. Many flight operations have implemented programs to reduce their carbon emissions and other waste products. But for those that haven't started yet on that process, it can seem pretty daunting. Joining me today to help guide listeners on the first steps of that journey are three members of NBAA's Environmental Sustainability Subcommittee to the NBAA Maintenance Committee. We'll begin with Nancy Basals, Chief Operating Officer for Aviation Sustainability Consulting and Ratings Firm for Air. Nancy, what are some reasons why our industry should be concerned about sustainability and its environmental footprint? I think if we're looking at the big picture of it, I think it's the right thing to do. You know, we want to leave the world a better place than what we entered. I think that's the most important reason. But then what we're also seeing uh, globally is stakeholder pressures, whether it be from corporate sustainability groups, science-based targets, regulations that are coming around in uh, both the EU, uh, UK, the French ETS, as well as Corsia. So we're starting to feel the younger generation coming up. It's important to them. And we're also starting to see that it's just important to leave the world as a better place. And there's things we can do that within business aviation. Also joining us is Scott Cutchell, Senior Vice President of Development and Sustainability with Clay Lacey Aviation. I typically say to people, don't look at sustainability as a political issue. This is just the right thing to do to care for the planet that we all inhabit. I have kids. There's a lot of people that have the next generation coming. And if you can change your practices a little bit and make the world a better place, why wouldn't you want to do that? So I think that's the main driver. It's also a benefit as we're recruiting the next generation into business aviation. This is an important topic and it differentiates you as an employer. My third guest is Scott Evans, Director of Demonstration, Airborne Customer Support, and Corporate Flight Operations for Gulfstream Aerospace. And Scott, sustainability has been a big part of your company's operations for a while now, most recently seen with the first flight of the new G-800 conducted using Sustainable Aviation Fuel, or SAF. Why is sustainability a focus area for your company? It resonates, as Nancy and Scott have stated, it, it is the right thing to do. And, and we want, you know, to be a good steward and a good member of, of business aviation and be a leader. We, we lead in technology all the time and we want to lead in this very important thing. We've committed ourselves to, to be a voice and help uh, others learn and be advocates by doing our uh, test flying and our own corporate operations and setting world records on sustainable aviation fuel to, to raise the focus and make sure that we're educating people on the value associated with it. And at the end of the day, we've set industry goals as business aviation about becoming carbon neutral. And if we don't all get invested, we're never gonna meet those goals. And then ultimately somebody's going to regulate us somebody who doesn't know how we work and and what is best for us and nobody knows how better to get there than we do as the business aviation community so we should be invested if for no other reason than to control our own destiny with that experience scott where would you recommend a company or flight operation begin in planning its own sustainability program 
I think there's a lot of good resources coming out today that help you get down this journey. You begin with little to no knowledge. Very lucky that all of us are on the MBAA subcommittee for sustainability. And MBAA is really taking a leadership piece here and creating that level of learning and making sure that they're providing the ability for people to get on that path and become educated. In our conversations, we've talked about how the the first thing you can look at is actually within your own company. If you're a flight department, um, it's good to look at your your parent company and see if they have goals in place already. A lot of corporations uh, worldwide have net zero goals in place, carbon neutral goals, emission reduction goals. But, you know, then if you're your own corporation, a place to start is measuring. So the first thing you have to do is understand where you are so that you can start to create that journey. And you can be at the beginning of the journey or you can be further, further down the road. Look at your peers, look at your colleagues, look at other companies who maybe are ahead of you. Maybe they're on the, the highway and you're on the service road, but you look at them, see what they're doing. No reason to reinvent the wheel if there's successes out there to look at. But the first thing to do is to measure your emissions. You have to know where you stand and where you want to get to. And so by measuring, you're able to manage your energy use. You're able to manage those emissions. You're able to manage your usage. And from there, that's when you can mitigate. Scott Cutchell, what would you like to add? I definitely encourage people to reach out to their peers that they know have started on the journey and ask them how they got started. Also, the major fuel companies are great resources to start with. And then Nancy at 4Air and the work that they're doing They're more than happy to have a conversation and point somebody in the right direction, whether or not you engage them. They're very knowledgeable. And if they can help you, wonderful. If not, they're going to point you in the right direction to get started. So there's a tremendous number of resources uh, if you look within your own network and within the business aviation community. More of our discussion in just a moment after this message from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, your podcast is ready everywhere. You can download it from iTunes, ask your smart speaker to give you a listen, or hear it in any car with Apple's CarPlay. NBAA Flight Plan, available anytime, anywhere. We're back now with Scott Evans, Scott Cutchell, and Nancy Basals, and our conversation about how business aviation flight operations can take their first steps toward becoming more environmentally sustainable. Nancy, we often hear about adopting a sustainability strategy, one that encompasses many aspects of a company or operation. What elements should a flight department looking to improve its environmental footprint consider? That's a great question. Is like, where do you start and what are the tools, right? What is the toolkit I need to get there? Um, I think an important place to start as a corporate flight department, we'll speak from that, that perspective, is you need to know what you're emitting to begin with, right? If we're looking at the environmental impact, you need to know where you are. And, but then you need to have short, medium, and long-term goals. We kind of align those goals and we think about what aviation has put into effect as their long-term goals. And they have actually inter- intermediary goals. So we can look at a, a flight department and you can make the, you know, let's look at your low-hanging fruit. I mean, it's an old-fashioned term, but I think we can't forget it is that you look at the small things you can change to make a difference, right? So whether it's your, your operations or whether it's um, a, you know, your ground support equipment, those small things that you can maybe change and, and make a, a difference there. And then you can look at your medium, your long-term goals. How can you reduce emissions um, in the short term? You can look at tools like carbon offsets, right? That's a near-term solution that you're mitigating emissions you're creating today by funding projects elsewhere, 
that reduce emissions. And those projects are verified, they're validated, they each have a serial number attached and are retired on your behalf, so it's transparent. And then you can look at something like sustainable aviation fuel as another tool. And right now we're at a very small percentage, we're at about 1% of global needs of sustainable aviation fuel. But that's a near-term solution for aviation. And, you know, I'm sure both Scots can speak to that on how they're using it, you know, at, at their level and how that is going to be the near-term solution. You know, we, wa- we want to look at 65% sustainable aviation fuel by 2050. And then we can look at long-term, how technologies, new technologies, new flights, um, new engines that are going, new propulsions that are going to take the place of aircraft that take small flights. You know, we're going to see electric. We're going to see hydrogen. We're in a really exciting time. And as a corporate flight department, you can align your goals, your strategy for a short-term goal of a percentage reduction to a medium to a long-term goal. Scott Evans, what other areas besides flight operations have adopted a sustainability strategy at Gulfstream? I would say this goes for any business and their flight departments, is that every portion of the organization and what you do has some ability of reducing your emissions if you put focus on it. We focus on our manufacturing and how that works, our utility consumption, our water consumption, how to to make our new buildings when we're making large capital investments and making them sustainable. We look at our acquisition, as Nancy was saying, on any type of equipment and what the emissions are associated uh, with those. It's looking at your overarching business and finding all those little things that you can do to reduce your footprint, both in the near terms and how you're operating and what equipment uh, you're acquiring over time and setting, I love what Nancy says, you've got to have a near-term goal and then you've got to have your stretch goals, your mid-range goals, and your long-range goals. It's not just making a capital investment, which we would we, we make airplanes that are extremely efficient today with the latest technologies, but that cycle is only going to come around so often for a corporation. And obviously, they need to focus on it when they when they do that. But there's so many of the things that you can do leading up to that acquisition piece that makes you that much more capable. And it doesn't just have to be a Gulfstream. Every airplane, for instance, has an optimum altitude and speed where it's the most efficient. The altitude is going to change as your weight changes. If, if crews will just take the time to understand what that is for the airplane uh, that they're flying, they can make an impact on each and every leg that they're operating. So it, it is that taking the time to holistically understand where you are. And as Nancy said in the beginning, it's about understanding what emissions you're, you're creating across your entire organization and then empower your people on how to do it more efficiently and then continue to track it to see where your reductions are. I'd imagine that's also true for Clay Lazy Aviation, Scott Cutchell, given the scope of services you offer. Yeah, Scott and Nancy have done a great job talking to the flight aspect. And I think when I get calls about this, one of the first questions people ask me is, okay, what's this going to cost me? I think that's the wrong approach because certainly there are things that can cost a lot of money. However, there's many, 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 many more things that won't cost anything or very little that in aggregate will have a significant impact on a business. And I'll give you some examples of some things we're doing at Claylace Aviation. We are switching our ground equipment over to renewable diesel. 
uh, instead of regular diesel. Renewable diesel is very similar to SAF in that you can reduce your emissions through life cycle emissions with renewable diesel. And therefore, that's something that it's a drop in fuel. It, it doesn't require a change. So if you're not ready to invest in that new electric tug yet, can you get renewable diesel? Another one mentioned is electricity. Can you switch to LEDs? Are there timer, automatic timers you can put on your lights so that they don't get left on by accident overnight? In waste, we found that call your local waste management company and say, hey, we would like to start to reduce our waste and increase our recycling programs and things like that. Many of them will come out and give you a free assessment and free help in how to do that. Utilities will do the same thing. They'll come do an audit on your facility at no cost, and they'll give you recommendations on what you can do to start to reduce your consumption. So there's a lot of free resources out there. And even if you don't implement everything, you can actually start on the journey. And I think that's my biggest encouragement to everybody. Number one, there's no magic bullet. And number two, you don't have to do everything tomorrow. If everybody in the industry starts doing something, the collective impact is going to be enormous. I'd love to add to that, actually, to what Scott just said. Um, I love the idea of using the right market-based tool or the right tool for the energy-intensive activity. And he made a couple of points there because he touches on so many different aspects of aviation and the stakeholders using renewable energy for your electricity. That's the perfect match for, you know, moving to renewables, using the biodiesel instead of, you know, regular diesel in your ground support equipment. And then, you know, SAF for aircrafts and for jet fuel. It makes complete sense to look towards those innovative tools, those innovative fuels, new fuels, solar, wind, for electricity and the, the diesel, and, and use those to reduce those energy intensive activities. And Nancy, you remind me, a lot of people say, well, I lease, I can't put up a solar array. Well, at our Orange County FBO, we're getting ready to demolish it to build a new facility. And the new facility will be uh, certified ISI gold standard. But in the meantime, we found our local utility offers a green rate program. And it turns out that it's less than one cent per kilowatt extra. And 100% of the energy that we're now getting from our utility is from renewable resources. And we haven't had to install anything. It just took some investigation and a choice and a small investment to make that transition. So you don't need to put up a solar array to get renewable energy today. Scott makes a good point. We got to get on the journey, right? Because at the end of the day, I hear a lot of people say, well, we, you know, we're, we don't have to be carbon neutral until 2050. Well, if we don't start that journey now and start showing the interest to all the things that we consume, you know, we're consumers, people make things that we care about and, and want to buy. If we don't show that interest today and continue on that journey, there's no way, there's no way we can get to 2050 if we're not invested in it here in 2022 and beyond. Scott Cutchell, how should a flight department go about identifying what Nancy called the low-hanging fruit, those areas that may be relatively simple to change and that might yield fairly quick results? I think it starts with, number one, if you're part of a larger organization, do they have sustainability goals? And if they do, you need to find out what they are and make sure what you're doing in your flight department ties into the corporate goals. That's number one. If you don't, it starts with getting a group of people together within your company and starting with measurement. 
you've heard this said multiple times on this podcast, but if you don't know where you are, you don't know if you're making improvements. So you have to start with your measurement, and that is your scope one and your scope two emissions. Scope one is any fuel consumed in company vehicles. A vehicle could be an airplane. It could be your tug. It could be a, a work truck that you keep at the hangar. It's any company-owned vehicles. If you're an FBO, it could be your shuttle vans, your crew cars. Those are company-owned vehicles. And then to your scope two emissions is your consumed electricity, natural gas, once you measure those, you'll know what your carbon footprint is. And then from there, you can start establishing goals with underlying tactics to achieve those goals and a time frame on which you think you can get there. And I would encourage people, it's okay to start with conservative goals because we've said this before, everybody just needs to get started and it's good to have some wins and I think that will encourage even more people in your organization to get on board. And then you can have those bigger stretch goals. Scott Evans, your thoughts? I completely agree with Scott. And ultimately, though, it starts with becoming educated and finding those resources and having a strong desire to learn and continuously looking at your organization for ways to improve and using those resources available to you. It's understanding the why and pulling on the how by all resources available to you will let you figure out what needs to be there because you're you're not the first one to be on the journey you just have to be the one that finds the other people that can help you and the resources available to you Nancy, should we focus on sustainability solely in the environmental context or does it encompass other aspects as well So sustainability is really an umbrella statement a business needs to be sustainable. And we've also talked about, you know, you can't be sustainable if you put in actions that maybe um, financially are detrimental to your business, right? That's not sustainable as well. But, you know, when you're looking at the environmental piece, I look at the big three, we're talking energy, waste, and water. Those are the big three for the environmental piece of changing the landscape. What we want to do is change the landscape on that side of it. But then we also do need to look at things like our workforce, diversity, um, inclusion. There are a lot of pieces within the umbrella of sustainability that are important to include in your strategy. And a lot of that, if you look at things like sustainable development goals from the UN, you'll see a lot of that touched upon of water, resources, people, um, healthcare. There's there's so many important pieces. And I think workforce is something I'm sure Scott and Scott can speak to this as well as we can is, you know, that's a sustainable workforce. People who are enjoying their job, want to be here, have a, a work-life balance. You know, there's important pieces that we have to look at under the full umbrella that we need to have those same strategies and those same goals in place. I agree, Nancy. And, you know, an example of a, of a social goal or a workforce goal can be as simple as if you're a flight department or an FBO or any kind of business in business aviation, we want to attract people to our industry. What are you doing to attract people to this industry? Can you set up an internship program? If you can't do that, can you do four or five job shadow days per year if you're a smaller business and don't have the infrastructure to do a full internship program? But set those goals. Hey, over the next three years, we want to have so many job shadow days reaching out to our local 
high school seniors or a local technical college or the local university where we want to reach out, attract people to this industry, get them interested in what we're doing. That is a workforce sustainability goal. Our industry needs that. What resources are available to help flight operations reach that goal, Scott? Well, I would start with the MBAA Sustainable Flight Department Accreditation Program. You can, you can get the materials on the website and start to review those. And then, you know, reaching out to firms like 4Air, who specialize in this area, can really help get you started. Scott Evans? I really think the MBAA Sustainable Aviation Program and being able to measure your department is going to be what you think about 15, 20 years ago, how safety was a big target for us as a, as an industry. I really think the accreditation program for MBAA is going to become that from a sustainable perspective because it provides an agnostic organization that can help you Uh, not only learn, but also measure yourself against other departments similar to you and and provide you the resources needed to go through this journey. So uh, to me, I I really see that being the long-term measure by which departments will use to set up their sustainable programs. Nancy, what else would you like our listeners to know about NBAA's Sustainable Flight Department Accreditation Program? We've touched on it throughout this conversation is is building a framework that helps you get started on your journey by step one, measuring, measuring and putting a strategy in place. Step two, watching incrementally as year on year goes by, being able to go against that baseline. That's what's called that first year that you measure is called your baseline going against that baseline to see reductions, to see you going in the right direction. That's downward when it comes to energy use and it comes to emissions. And then, you know, long-term being being actually celebrated for the, the strides that you take and having peers and colleagues and others in the industry who are going through the same steps as you are and to see how they're getting there. It's, it's a great streamlined framework to help you get started, help you create that journey and go on it. Again, there's a lot of information out there to help guide companies on the path toward becoming more sustainable. That includes resources offered by the Environmental Protection Agency and companies like 4Air, as well as a variety of tips and suggestions available through a simple Google search. And again, an excellent first stop for business aviation operators is the NBAA Sustainable Flight Department Accreditation Program. Learn more at nbaa.org sustainability. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. <laughs>